This is exactly right. I'm Babs Gray, and you have no idea how many people's lives were saved because I was not in a slutty phase during COVID. <laughs> I'm Randy Posey, and I'm just trying to get a Pixar booty before the pandemic ends. <laughs> I'm Tess Barker, and someday I will find a blanket so heavy it turns me into a diamond. Uh, and this is Lady to Lady. Can you give a secret? Neither can we. For everyone, that's the fucking best. Come on, baby, it's time to hang out with your favorite ladies, ladies and ladies, ladies and ladies. That's the theme song of the show, Lady to Lady, oh, the one you're listening to. Yay! Oh yeah. You guys, I am pumped because we've been recording on Monday afternoons. Recently, would normally be like a shit time. Mm-hmm. But like now I love that I get to see you guys now and we get to hang out with fun people on a Monday afternoon. It's really yeah, it's really turned Mondays around in a big way. I really I really mm-hmm. enjoy breaking up my day this way. I like <laughs> as though we had normal Mondays to begin with. <laughs> you know, I would be at the cubicle making my Xeroxes and I I mean Mondays are like you're you're catching up on your emails. You gotta read your comics from the weekend to see what's gonna go up in the cube. Like is Kathy still with Irving? Is that twenty? 20- oh my god, oh, Kathy. Oh my god. I don't know. I miss her. Um you guys, let's bring on our guests because I'm so fucking excited yes. she's here. So Happy she's here, Margaret. Uh, oh my God, you guys, I'm so tired. I said you're okay. We'll read it. <laughs> she, she's a, an amazing, amazing comedian, actor, musician, entrepreneur. She's also in the animated film the Over the Moon that was just nominated for Best Animated Film at the Golden Globes. It's Margaret Cho. Welcome to the show. Hi. Thank you. Thank you. I know Mondays are like kind of. I love Mondays as a comedian because exactly. on Monday is our yeah. Friday. Exactly. The weekend of shows is over. I'm probably on a plane sleeping somewhere with my arms crossed. <laughs> yeah. I'm eating cheese uh, uh, with cheese nips and almonds and drinking a lot Ooh, of cheese with zero. cheese nips. You're That's double nice. cheesing. What kind of cheese? Probably just like those weird cheddar blocks that are kind of like, they look like poker chips or like dominoes or whatever. They're the oh, weird yeah. like rectangles that you have to eat like mm-hmm. some I found I've bought a bunch of those and then I found them like three four years later and they're like oh. still there there but they're just you can see through it you know like it <laughs> it plastinated itself like maybe I should set, set, put this in the bodies exhibit like it's like very that like translucent clear and it's like what the hell it's so gross <laughs> Yeah, it's like you've been in my fridge so long, you should be paying rent. Oh, what my is God. This? Eventually, I bet you we all just eat so much bullshit that oh, that's probably what we do turn into when we die is just three month old cheese. Yeah. I mean, I'm like shitting out Haribo, yeah. all Haribo. Like, <laughs> I love Haribo. <laughs> been doing some goat cheese and salami up here. Mm. Feel real delicious. delicious. That's Yummy. my usually go to. Yeah, that's so classy. Carrots. Yeah, yeah. yeah lunch, Lunchables always had the uh, the real plastic cheese. I remember. Mm. That's a real plasticky. Mm. I love Lunchables. Yeah. I'm not going to go for it. Do you know, you know how I like hate white condiments? I, you saying that just triggered something, and I realized it's because of Lunchables. <laughs> I just realized that's why they I hate really white condiments. Like, condiments, though, did they? Yes, they did. There was a horseradish package. <laughs> right. 
And people would fuck with that shit and squirt it all over the table and it grossed me out so much. And even I was too young to know what cum looked like, but I knew that was what cum looked like. And I was like, no, I'm out. I, yeah, I still- it's weird. Yeah, your like inner slutty cave woman was like, I know what that is. Somewhere in the deep part of your brain was like, uh-uh. Evolutionarily, I understand. Supposed to go inside <laughs> me, not out here on my crackers. See? Uh-uh. <laughs> Do you remember that teacher who baked like, or his teeth? This teacher and his wife baked semen into cookies and <gasps> gave them to kids. That was in L.A., right? It Am I imagining be. that? That did happen. I thought oh. that. Oh. I think in my head I assumed that it was the glaze on the cookies, but now I'm not sure. <laughs> I'm like, who knew about that? Like, I mean, it's like, I, well, oh, I, I mean, you know, because you, I don't know if you could take, I guess maybe it did it taste like kind of like at that weird bleachy taste mm-hmm. or oh i mean fed, fed, and then, mirror blindfolded fed it to them blindfolded oh well there was another oh, teacher who would feed no. it to them well, like spoon feed it that's the, oh, same, so guy. This is, oh, the this same, same guy this is the same guy luckily only I one mean, that we know of can so. i guess what he taught um yeah biology <laughs> i'm gonna go like some kind of math like algebra yeah, i think it was like engineering or maths maths <laughs> Maths. Mm. Oh, I love how, yeah, British people call it maths. <laughs> maths. Yeah. STEM. It was real STEM. Yeah. I can't. It just STEM keeps self. saying teacher. So I think they oh. stripped him of whatever okay. deg- department he was in. <laughs> so gross. Yeah. We're taking back. Can you take back a degree from somebody? To be like, I, you so. were very good at long division, but you fed kids semen. And oh. now you can't teach it anymore. You put too much of it what in the recipe. Every, it overpowered every other flavor. Yeah. That's the thing. Could have gone away with it. Kink? It's like too much. Why is that a kink? Like for you know, that's not yeah. kinky. I mean, I could see how like a cum eating moment would be kinky, but not to people who don't know, and not to kids. Oh, nothing not with baked. kids ever. Yeah, it's a weird like yeah. Sweeney Todd situation, kind of. I don't know. It's weird. For sure. For sure. Yeah. Uh, if consent's not involved, I don't think it's a kink. Uh, that's kin- fair. Uh, a kink. Think yeah. Then becomes, it's not a kink. Uh, then a it's like a crime. It is yeah. a crime. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, tasting games is what he called them. Oh, oh, God. Oh, All right, I gotta, okay. I'm gonna ask you guys. Have okay. you guys heard of heard of NFT, <laughs> F, NFTs? I'm changing the subject. No. Any? Does anyone oh, here know what they yeah. are? No. Yeah, kind of. Do you have you bought any, Margaret? I haven't bought any. I don't. I don't understand like why anybody would buy anybody. Anybody. It's like a specific moment on the internet that you can buy that is like put out by artists that you own that is um unique to you yeah only you have it so it's like a piece of it's like memorabilia but it's digital yeah okay. basically that it's like cool. art that lives it lives online so it's like buying the original like album of something that's like a you know a special edition that there's only like two of or you know a book or whatever but it okay. just lives on the internet but I don't, it's very like hot right now. And there's a lot of, it's funny. My boyfriend what are some is a, examples of like what they look like. Just they run the whole gamut. There's, it's a gifts. It's like they're, the, the NBA is selling dunks, like specific oh, dunks that people. Hold on. I think my husband's caught up in this shit. Oh, of course. And I of have course. been, <laughs> he tries to tell you something about his trading cards. He woke yeah, up it's early like a trading have, card type of thing. Oh no, I do have <laughs> NFTs in my home. Yeah, it's. Inter- I mean, it's sort of interesting to me, but also I, only because I've been talked about to, about it so much. My boyfriend said so much about it that I finally I had to give in and like sort of 
learn what it was because <laughs> I just couldn't go well, any longer. Yeah. It's an extension to me of like a uh, uh, crypto Bitcoin uh, game stock where it's just I'm fury. I, I I want to dismiss it outright, but I'm also furious that incel virgins are making lots of money off of it. So part <laughs> of me feels like I guess I should learn to understand it. Yeah, I deserve the money more than them. Yeah, <laughs> I don't understand. Yeah. I don't really understand why. I mean, I don't know. I buy like cat toys on Etsy, like yes. it's stock. So I don't know. <laughs> I mean, I, I I have no understanding of like investment anything. No, at mm. all. Oh my so god! Weird. By the way, yeah. Margaret, I saw on your Instagram your beautiful cats, your hairless cats. They're so beautiful. Oh They're my so god! Beautiful. Just works of art. They're so beautiful, <laughs> and um, you can see the litter box right there. They, I, I have uh, they have seven litter boxes. Because I can't, I can't figure out like where they want to shit, and then they're, like sometimes certain litter boxes are really trendy. Like there's a line, mm. they'll like wait in line to get to them, and um, <laughs> then other litter boxes they've totally they're like nobody ever goes to the, nobody ever goes to the downstairs litter box. I mean, please. <laughs> oh my That's god! So last year, do they have little? Do they have different names? I feel like you should have like the names of like clubs litter on yeah. each litter box as they've gone bad. In the oh city. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's like the the hot one right now is the robot, the little robot that's in the main bathroom, and then mm. um, they have two litter boxes in there. And they had that one, and then the Jackson Galaxy, and they wanted to go in the Jackson Galaxy one because it was like the branded one. It's mm. like the Matt, my cat from hell branded one, right? But then um, they liked the litter ro- robot a lot, and then. Um, but I can't turn it on because they're too small to set off the um, engine. They're they're still about four pounds. Oh my god, they're Baby. so beautiful. So we amazing. have I have a a kitten. Um, <laughs> oh yeah, Cindy, and we've had her for like six months or so. We got her as a stray. And uh, I saw a pe- I saw a penis yesterday. I saw a penis on Cindy. So I wasn't <gasps> expecting it. <laughs> so our, yeah. our world's been rocked. We assumed we had this little girl, and now we're like, why did we? Why did we make her like in our, our head? She's a you know this little lady, and uh, now Aww. it's a boy. I mean, it doesn't really matter. I don't think we're going to change her name or anything, or really what we call her. But <laughs> I was, she, wasn't yeah. expecting a dick on her, really. <laughs> Cindy seems well, like she would know, have a I mean, really dainty little dick. <laughs> cat di- cat dicks are very dainty. Yeah, they're like a little like air like a little brush pen or something. <laughs> Did you have a oh. moment of like, oh, we would have talked to this kitten differently if we'd known it was a boy? That's what was weird. Is I was like, wow, I feel very odd about how much we were gendering the kitten when after we <laughs> knew that she is a male is male or whatever. I was like, why do we I was like, why would we have treated her differently? That's so fucked up. It's a cat. And yet we would have treated her differently. <laughs> I mean, Cindy is, is Cindy is Cindy. That's all I can say. I do I think it's like, funny, yeah. like with pets, you do have to, especially when you live with someone else, like it's very much a writing situation. So you decide what the characters are like pretty early. And then like there's pets that like you have more fun writing for. And that's usually the uh-huh. pet that's like kind of bad. Yeah. <laughs> do yeah, you just absolutely. have the two cat, two cats, Margaret? Or do no, you I want- have a dog. I have a dog. Her name is Lucia Caterina. Ooh, yes. And mm. she is in the other room. She hates um, podcasting. <laughs> 
And she really hates Instagram Live is the worst thing I could possibly do, but she really hates <laughs> Zoom as well. So anytime she sees me sitting and talking, she starts barking. And so, and I can't get to her. I just see one ear out mm. of her bed and she knows she's being bad, but she's really cute. <laughs> she's worried about your screen time. She's just like, I, mom, mom, the blue light. I don't like it. She's Yeah. Yeah. She's just like, mm, I don't know. It's not going to last. That's what I said about the internet when it first came out. I was like, it's not going to last. She's oh, like, I Mom, why, yeah, yeah. why didn't Skype get their shit together in time Earlier. for this? Why is it only they Zoom? They had so much time. She had stock in Skype. I love wow. Skype. You do? <laughs> you are the only I hate, person I've I mean, ever I met actually love Skype. Skype. Are you serious? I had a really good affair with a Spanish paratrooper on Skype okay. in 2012. <laughs> And it was that would make me like well, Skype. It was so I great. Corrected. He was he was in London. Oh no, I was in London. He was in uh-huh. um he was in Spain sometimes and he would be in Portland sometimes and uh Where yeah, did you meet we, him? I met him on um we used to do I would do this thing with other comics, other girl comics. Mm-hmm. We would go to a town and we would turn on our locations on OkCupid. I really like locations based dating apps. I just said <laughs> it takes yeah, the, the choice out of it. It takes, you yeah. know, the confusion out of it. You just go to the closest one. So I just did that. I took a, I took a bunch of um, Ambien and I drank a wine. And then I I've just turned on my locations. He was the closest one. But he, fortunately, he was really sexy. And we only met a couple of times. But we had a, mm-hmm. carried most of it on because I was on the road a lot over Skype. Mm. And it never glitched. And this is 10 years ago, almost 10 years ago. Maybe I feel like it's good for one on maybe like intimate, you know, paratrooper relationships. You know, and maybe sex they where know English that. is your second language. And- yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Don't need to worry too much about that. Did you ever get to see him paratrooping? Did he send you videos of that? No, mm-hmm. no. Um, but he did end up working uh, later as an airline um, mechanic. So then he would show me the insides. Uh, he would do videos of the insides of like engines mm. in airport. Okay, I believe him then because oh, I was going to cool. say parach- that paratrooper. It sounds like you. Could I know just be like- it sounds. It sounds like it's really like catfish, but actually it was. I never saw the paratrooper, but I saw the equipment. Yeah, the parachute. Yeah, yeah. I saw like the pack packs and stuff, and he never mm-hmm. really talked about it. Like he was just like, oh yeah, you know, that's just you know, just that's just the thing I do. You know, this I just mm-hmm. I don't like to very much anymore. And, uh, and then it was, uh, and then, but then he, he really liked his airline mechanic job. Although it was hard because he had to work. Um, they only work when the airlines are on the ground, which is in the middle of the night. So the shift oh, starts yeah, at like tough. one in the morning. So it's like a very intense job. So he just was always like the weird timing, but it, we worked out because I was on the road all the time. So we were up at the same time. So Skype worked out well for us. Better That's than when nice. we hung out in person. Why? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I just didn't. I, I guess like when it was real life. Oh, one time. Okay. I love his dog. But one time mm-hmm. we were out and um, he's the kind of guy that doesn't neuter his dog or doesn't. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So his, his dog was Got like it, this yeah. huge um, bull terrier. And mm-hmm. we were out and it was the middle. Like it was like the middle of the night and it was raining really hard. And I looked down and I see the bull terrier swallowing a rat's tail like so he'd already eaten oh. the rat but the rat's Ooh. tail was like wiggling and he was sucking oh. up like spaghetti oh like, my god mm. 
It was like a horrorcore right. version of Lady and the Tramp with a spaghetti, but it was a rat. But the and tramp was, was eating like, Lady. Yeah. <laughs> with a tail. And I was like, I don't know why that shouldn't affect my opinion of the guy, but it really, like, he ate the rat and sucked up the tail like spaghetti. But it kind of fucked it up. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I... Yeah, <laughs> if dogs want their owners to get laid, they need to lay off the rat eating, you know? I guess. I don't know. There was a couple well, of factors. Like, <laughs> yeah, going to lick his face and stuff afterwards. I think that's where I would go. I'd be like, oh, God, now do you have rat scabies and stuff? Because he's... Are you brushing your dog's teeth? What's going on here? I will say Cindy, Cindy lost a tooth the other day on like, and I found it's like a, you know, very, very tiny little kitten tooth. And we were saying if we put it under her pillow, like what do, you know, what does the tooth fairy bring her? And I guess it would be a A dead dead mouse. mouse. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I think a dead mouse. (laughs) Yeah. I like that. I think that's what, that's what they'd be into. (laughs) What are the personalities of your cats, Margaret? Do they have like, um, what is like their inner play with the dog and everything? They are uh, all, the dog, I have a ripple rug. So, which is like a, it's like a piece of carpet with holes. So okay. they go in and then you just see a little cat butt and then my dog will hump it. So it's like my dog's glory hole. <laughs> and it's super kinky. And I'm like, this is so weird. And then um, they uh, sleep in the bed with me. And they look, mm-hmm. the, the cats look so weird. So if I see them in the night, they look like sleep paralysis demons. Because <laughs> uh-huh. they're just these like really weird looking like aliens staring. And um, they sit like when I'm about to wake up, they just sit there and stare because they get hungry and they want to eat. Mm. And they don't get free fed. So they just stare at me to wake up. And sometimes like I'm such a heavy sleeper, like they'll try to like meow, but I don't, I don't hear it. Or I hear it and it goes in my dream. So, yeah, yeah. Um, but they, they, I have enough body where they can all find their like little area in my body. And then the dog is like, so they pick the <laughs> area that the dog is across from. Mm-hmm. And then they Perfect. kind of ignore me. Like one of them was just had her back to me all day today. And I'm like, we just slept together. And she was just like, <laughs> wow, emotionally distant. No, very emotionally uh-uh. distant. She's playing those fuckboy games. I like it. So fuckboy. <laughs> But one of them is deaf, and so the other one is like her ears, and the deaf one is like very. It's she's there's something about her that is kind of unreachable. So, and the other one's really like beautiful and sweet, and but the the deaf one is a little bit distant because she gets overstimulated mm. really fast. So I'm just building these connections, but they're yeah. they're really they're really great. I love nice. hairless cats are kind of like to me if you took a robot of a cat and covered mm-hmm. it in skin like you can yeah. see all the motions and they just have like I love the mm-hmm. way their skin feels and they just have such like soulful alien vibes. Yeah, they're very alien and they're so beautiful and they're just um, they're a lot, though, because they, they don't have fur. So normally they're all of the normal cat like grooming things they can't do so sometimes they'll have like a turd like the the my little the hearing one ate one of my hairs and then she had turds connecting it so it was like she was like had a necklace of like beads it was like an earring like a you know shoulder sweeper earring coming out of her butthole and like all over the floor and everything. And then it was covering her skin like self-tanner. So then I had to um, wash her. They very much, um, they really fulfill me. Like I feel so good. Yeah, I would have had a hard time getting through a lockdown without without some furry cats in in the near, within reaching distance. So good. 
uh, I have a dog and my roommate has a cat and she was gifted a pet psychic reading for the cat um, a week ago and we found out that his name is Oscar and Oscar thinks that he's a lion mm-hmm. um, and what he does we have a giant palm tree outside of my house and he this is true he does those pet psychic said that he likes to go and stare at the palm tree because it makes him feel like he's in the jungle and he every time he meows he thinks he's roaring at us to let us know that he's that he's like a big proud lion oh, um, so, so cute. uh my roommate made him a tiny mane that matches his coat and now he wears it sometimes and when he usually hates any sort of harness or collar but when she put it on him he started just strutting around the house as if he was like yes this is my final form i was meant to be this it's the cutest thing ever that is beautiful (laughs) i will say like no shade i could i feel that i could say sounds like if it's a cat, you probably <laughs> say for sure. it's a lion. I mean, very possible, for sure. It's a lion, and oh, it yeah. thinks the outside yeah. is yeah, the yeah, jungle. Yeah. yeah. Oh, for sure, for sure. I mean, whatever. It's it's still fun. No, it was a fun gift cute, to be yeah. like to, to just to just have like a, a pet psychic just start texting you out of the blue about your cat. Like, ooh, your cat's a lion. It's so beautiful. I love it. I love that. Yeah. It's so cute. Yeah. That's what I think all my gifts are going to be from now on. I'm just going to buy people like $30 pet psychic readings just to be like, here, yeah, it's a perfect gift. Somebody's it's just going to say gonna get yourself, but it's fun to do. Exactly. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Little experience. I'm going to give it to my parents anyway. just so they'll get a fucking cat already because I've been trying to get them <laughs> one. So maybe if they have that, then they're going to have to. It's like if you give a, you know, certificate to, to a restaurant, somebody wouldn't usually go to, but now they have to go. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. That's good. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The, the really funny part that that actually that was interesting is that she she texted uh, she was texting all this stuff to Anna and she goes ooh like a little black dog popped in out of nowhere oh your and, dog and Anna was like yeah and Anna was like well what is oh what did the cat say about the dog she said no it's not the dog the cat has no opinion on the dog it's the dog popping into the reading to tell me that he's hungry ah! and that he should be fed oh, that's so and she didn't Jack know. <laughs> yeah and she didn't know that we had there was a dog in the house which is like very funny that is so she just was cute like, she was like a tiny black dog just popped in and said hey i see you tell them to feed ah! me <laughs> which is my son to a t i'm very proud of him that's so adorable <laughs> he advocates for what he wants and i i he might mm-hmm. have bitten all of my friends but i love him <laughs> so cute yeah he's a pretty good i can tell i can read that jackson is going it wants to bite someone i can tell mm-hmm. that much as far as psychic <laughs> this goes usually i mean usually that's i mean he's 14 years old he's grumpy he's like 40 percent chihuahua that's gonna happen oh, yeah, yeah. i mean hell i want to bite everyone so i get yeah it. exactly this is reminding me of i listened to this podcast about <clears throat> there's this whole field of like metaphysical study are, do, are you guys familiar with like dolphin people uh i've i've read uh, i've listened to stories about people that like fuck dolphins no is that what you're talking about Okay. That's kind of no. like where I was yeah. getting it. That's what I thought of. <laughs> thought of people that think like dolphins are actually the superior uh, species above humans, and mm. which I believe is plausible. I I believe that. Right. I think that dolphins, yeah. all sea mammals. Exactly. I think I kind of I, I give it up for octopuses. I think yeah. more than dolphins. That's fair, but, but yeah, I yeah. think. But the, uh, yeah. the bummer yeah. about the octopus that really did you guys watch that octopus documentary? Oh, it's amazing. No, oh, I, I need haven't to watch it. So good. I have to watch it. Most beautiful it's movie like I've friend, seen in a yeah. long time. Yeah, but they only My live, friend the octopus? My friend the yeah. octopus. Yeah. yeah, but they're so mm-hmm. smart and they only live one year. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's tragic. Um, but anyway, the dolphin people, yeah. they think yeah. dolphins are actually the ones that know what's up. 
they're trying to run shit and they're constantly like trying to send psychic messages to humans about how to like heal the world and create inner peace. Mm-hmm. And some humans are actually dolphins who are just being humans. Well, we can all say things. <laughs> I like There's, that. Yeah. I agree. I agree. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's so cool. I don't think I'm a dolphin because I didn't understand Neither did that. I. So. <laughs> I mean, I love a good conspiracy theory. It's like QAnon really mm-hmm. fucked up conspiracy theories for the rest of us. Yeah. Because really I do did. love yeah. a good conspiracy, but now yeah. we can't even. You can't even dabble. Yeah. Now there's just such this evil yeah. backbone to it that you think of first. Like, remember when, when you, you could just get really high and watch the documentary about how Katy Perry is actually Jean Benet Ramsey? And that was just fun. <laughs> yes. It's so, yes. Deep, it's so deep. And now it's like you can't even entertain any of this. Yeah. It's yeah. such a bummer. Yeah. It's really sad. Um, yeah. It's. I know. Yeah. Yeah. It's so hard. You have to constantly they re- just preface it. They ruined it. many a thing. Yeah. I know. I'm like constantly. Every time I want to talk about like, you know, anything in that world, I have to preface it and be like, no, I. this is not a Q thing. And this is why it's not. It's, inf- it's infuriating. I've been listening. Yeah, there's a lot of people trying to help deprogram people now. Yeah. And it's that's like a whole, you know, arm of it that's happening, which is really obviously important, mm-hmm. but hard to do. Yeah. So I think that would be interesting work to do, though, trying to like. Yeah. You know, there's just so many people in it and they're so embarrassed to admit, I think, it's that so they're crazy. wrong or that anything's wrong. Yeah. Because they went so hard and they don't want to be wrong. So they'll go even harder yeah. into it. That's right. the the nature of it that's why it's so scary mm-hmm. well yeah and it's like if you look at like mm-hmm. any cult it's like no cult has ever really ended well kind of for yeah. that reason because like it's really hard to admit the time and energy and money that you've put into something and yeah you, you know nobody wants to admit they're a victim to no. anything leaving like a cult is like I canceling like, your to wedding be fair, we've only it's like you already sent out the invites everyone right. got your gifts yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, very much so but you know what to be fair I feel like maybe there's a few cults we just haven't heard about that's that have true. been okay <laughs> maybe we've just heard about the bad yeah. I think there's probably some that are going to come out of quarantine that we just don't know about. And I'm interested to see like in a year yeah. or two, like what's what's been going on. I mean, I wish I could join one, but they're also dumb. I know. Like It's like I, yeah. I wish that I wish that there was like a cool one, but there's never they're never cool. It's just. No, I think we have stand up and that kind of replaces kind a of lot a of what people are looking yeah. for yeah. in their own, you know. It's usually you're looking for a purpose or something, and like we've, for better or for worse, found yeah. ours in this in little yeah, corner. Of the it's lot. true. It's I don't like true. our cult because at least you still get to like have fun, and we get to make fun of people, mm-hmm. and that's all that matters, and laugh <laughs> ourselves. So that's yeah. kind of all. I mean, that's the other weird thing about quarantine too is like I don't even know like how I would go back back to do a set. Like I, I've oh done a God, lot of yeah. online shows, but it's so different. Like, I'm really mm-hmm. looking forward to it. Like, I, I had this I'm- thought of an old joke mm-hmm. of mine that I haven't done in, like, over a year. And, like, it was a joke that I've been doing for a while that I'd actually gotten kind of sick of doing. And I had this thought of, like, oh, my God, that would feel so good to, like, tell that joke live right now. So, yeah, that'll be kind of cool. I think, like, material that I was getting a little bit over will be, like, yeah, yeah, fun. Yeah. I'm yeah. excited but like to like a do real things. audience yeah. laughing is going to feel Yeah, crazy, it's going to be feel feel like really <laughs> different. I mean, I I just didn't appreciate it. I think like of course after a while we start to take I do start to take comedy for granted and really it's mm-hmm. such a great thing to be able to do. Mm-hmm. Oh my for god, sure. I miss yeah. We talked about it in here but I same. I miss it so much and I'm like, "Oh, I'm not going to take this for granted again." Like we're so lucky to have that yeah. outlet. Yeah. Um all right, we got to take a quick break everybody. We'll be right back. BRB.
Hey everybody, welcome back to Lady to Lady. I'm Brandy. I'm Tess. I'm Babs. And we're here with Margaret Yay. Cho. <laughs> Yay! Yay. <laughs> Margaret, it's probably been quite a while since you did a job interview, so we're going to just bring it back here yes. with our business right. questions segment. Business! Please be Business questions. Are we moving the needle? We've got some business. Pull up a chair. Would you like some water? Uh, <laughs> need to make questions. the music louder. And <laughs> <laughs> love it. I love a theme song. All right. So you okay. can answer these however you see fit. Um, so, Margaret, tell me how you think other people would describe you. Um, I think that they would describe me as um, a comedian who is really um, uh, devoted to stand-up comedy, feminism, gay rights, uh, Asian American and all race uh, discussions, jokes, um, an activist, an entertainer, um, and a lady. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> well, well you got it right <laughs> yeah you're hired i'll say that Thank for you. now <laughs> hell of a resume you have <laughs> i love that that's awesome do you feel like oh, have man. you been a big feminist your whole life or do you feel like comedy radicalized yeah. you both i mean i i grew mm-hmm. up in san francisco my parents owned a gay bookstore and so uh and then when i was really when i was really young like in my like teens, I started to think I'm a lesbian. And then it was like 1991, 92. I had those like long denim shorts and mm-hmm. big um, Doc Martens and then a bike chain and a messenger bag. So it was like the the lesbian cross and a mohawk. Yep. <laughs> and I would, would not stop coming out for years. And yeah. people were like, please just stop coming out. I remember David Cross and I drove to LA overnight one time and I would not stop coming out and putting the <laughs> heater on high. And he he was like, okay, 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 okay. <laughs> it was really funny. It was really funny. I think I was like 19 and I wouldn't stop coming out to him. And he's like, I okay. <laughs> he's like, we get it. That's fine. Congratulations. Live your life, girl. Yeah. Sometimes you can't stop coming out. But then um, it took me a while to realize how sexist comedy was, even though it was so obviously very sexist. It was just that there was mm-hmm. so uh, little space for women. Like, And they still do this today. Like when you do a show. Now we got a lady. Mm-hmm. Of course. Coming to yeah. We got a woman. And it's like, that's not a credit. Not at all. It's just, it's a, just I a mean, fact. it's not like, you know, it, it's not mm-hmm. like John Biner's comedy on the road and a woman. It's weird. <laughs> um, I've had like uh, comics, um, like I opened for different comics and they would like lock me in their dressing room and shit and want to have sex mm-hmm. with me. One time this one comic tried to have sex with me. He locked me in the dressing room and then he jumped on me, but he was half my size. So I just lifted him off of me and threw him back <laughs> to the other Jesus. side of the room. Cause it's like, how yeah. dare you? I am physically twice your size. Like that's just like, I will squish you into a ball and throw you into the trash. Get out of my yeah. face. It's like, I've had so many really creepy like sexual situation, but it didn't occur to me that that was sexism exactly because mm. there was so, mm-hmm. no other women that I could share that with because everybody was on the road. Yeah. So I didn't have a way right. to check in. And then when we were like 
in the 80s and 90s, we didn't really have a way to talk that much. I mean, we talk on the phone. I had a calling card. We would talk on the phone sometimes. Mm-hmm. But really, you were very separated from other women in comedy because we worked. Yeah. So it was very uh, kind of isolating. So I, I think feminism didn't really make sense to me in, in comedy until probably the uh, early, like, aughts, mm-hmm. late 90s, something like that. Totally. Well, it's so interesting as we're talking about this. It's like we were just talking about cults, but it's like everything you've just said, like isolating, being treated like shit. It's like these like sexism is a cult and into itself. Oh, yeah. and feminism is like how to deprogram totally. from it. Mm-hmm. Very hard because it's gaslighting you also mm-hmm. throughout your experience. So and having no one to check in with about what's real and what's truthful. We didn't have social yeah. media and mm-hmm. you had um, there was this image of comedians and feminists not getting along like they would call them like the feminazis humorless women of course and uh but i did a now benefit like in the 90s one time and they were i really did bomb and they really were bad audience but that wasn't because they were feminists (laughs) it was just a bad night all around yeah that should happen sometimes (laughs) (laughs) so funny (laughs) i do miss like you know because since we're in LA, there's just like so many open mics and, you know, you go to, I miss going to an open mic and just seeing a shitty guy getting up there and not, not necessarily calling him out for what he said on stage, like on the side, but just getting up there and like mm. eviscerating him from on stage, either by calling out what he said or just by being funnier. That's like, just by having like yeah. a way better set. Yeah, that's, that's such a yeah. good feeling <laughs> is when somebody really shitty and mediocre eats a dick and then you just get up and kill. Oh, <laughs> and it's effortless. That's the best. Yeah, yeah. It's so effortless. Yeah, exactly. It's important because it's like we have to. Women have to be so much better than guys to even get your foot in the door and survive in comedy. Mm-hmm. Like we want to do comedy, we really have to really have to break through so many barriers, including the ones in our own psyche. Hmm. Yeah. No. A hundred. A hundred percent. Okay. Next question. <laughs> What kind of work environment do you like best? I like, um, well, I, I I really like a uh, a comedy club. I like a smaller theater. I used to really love the place that was, have you done the Laughing Skull in, in Atlanta? Atlanta? Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's like 73 yeah, it's seats. Great. I lived in that building above. So I lived in Atlanta for seven years. So I would just walk down and do a set. So I could do a guest oh, set pretty awesome. much every night. Or if they had an open mic, I could just do a set. Or like, you know, just drop in. And it was super easy. And I got to see a lot of comics, too. And so it was really, to me, like the ideal kind of comical. And then I, but I ate a lot of um, tater tots, which is fine, too. But it was kind of... When you yeah. get sick of tater tots, that's sad because that's I love tater tots. <laughs> I had... Um, there were like 18 a, things place. going through my head. I was like, what is she going to say? She ate a lot of... Pills, dick, tater tots, okay. both. Uh, pussy, dick, pills. I did eat all up. One comic. Oh, this is super weird. Uh, one comic. He, um, I gave him and another comic twelve hundred dollars, and uh, they went. They were going to buy me Roxy content in Kennesaw, which is a suburb of Atlanta. This is probably mm-hmm. two thousand and ten, and so they. Um, they said they got robbed. They said they we went down there. We went to the dealer's house. They, he pulled a gun out and they gave him the money. And they were like, sorry. They were like, sorry, sorry. And then I felt really bad because I was like, oh, I'm so sorry. I'm not going to. I feel I feel really bad. But then it turns out they they didn't. They just ripped me off. Kept Ugh. the money. And yeah. kept the money and did the drugs. Mm. But overall, I, I loved 
living above a comedy club and getting to go there every day. There was just something. I, I did that when I was a teenager, too. I lived across the street from there was this night, like comedy club called the Holy City Zoo. And that's where I met Janine Garofalo. She was mm-hmm. there. And um, that's in San Francisco, right? That's in San Francisco. Mm-hmm. And so I lived across the street from there. And uh, I would just I would just go in and fill in if anybody didn't show up or somebody was late or mm-hmm. um, they just didn't do all their time or whatever. That's It's just great to be on hand, and it's really good for your act, just to be able to be up there and just fuck around. Hell yeah. Totally. And like, I think there's something totally. about a space that you feel comfortable in, too. Mm-hmm. I think mentally, mm-hmm. it just gets you in a place where you're more willing to kind of like take risks. and Yeah. And you realize it's not that big of a deal. Like Sometimes we blow up the uh, stage so big in our mind that it becomes really scary. But when you can actually mm-hmm. just make it really like homey and comfortable, that's the best place to be in mentally to approach comedy, I think. So the more like every day you can make it, the better it is. That's why I love like open mics. Like there was that one that was back the backyard of the barber shop on Sunset that was uh, oh, yeah. in LA mm-hmm. um, in like 2016, 2017. Oh, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, stuff like that I think is really special. I like that too. And like another thing I like and miss is just like, I don't know, one of my favorite shows of all time in LA was that show everyone hated, Big Fish in Glendale, that dive bar where people oh, would like yeah. bust out oh, chainsaws. Like it was so love rowdy <laughs> and it was just such a circus. And like I love just like feeding off that weird, crazy energy where everyone's just like has fire in their eyes. And like I just love great, that. Yeah. And like I do actually really like that about the South too. I actually love doing comedy in the South. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, it's a blast. The South is the the South is a nice challenge because people in the audience are just as funny, if not funnier than yeah. you sometimes. <laughs> They're so great. And it's so different. Like, the, it's yeah. so different. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Just like the tradition of like Southern storytelling has like no ego. It's very homey. It's very warm out of the gate. And it mm-hmm. like it will knock any condescension that you have out of your act immediately because they say, uh-uh, no, you're here. You're family. That's how this goes. Yeah. Don't just just be real with us. Yeah. <laughs> I, I love that about it. It's That's really beautiful. It's true. Mm-hmm. Yeah. For the for the listener that doesn't know, Big Fish was this bar uh, here in L.A. that if you look on YouTube, there is an NPR story about how it's the worst stand up show <laughs> in America, I think. And it was it was it was owned by this guy named Cheezer, Cheezer and uh, Billy Cheese, Cheezer and Billy Dilly. Uh, and they Cheezer was a an old radio DJ that got his job doing um he could do a Wolfman Jack impression right. and, and he would do all of, he got hired to do all of Wolfman Jack's ads for his show. Cause Wolfman Jack didn't want to do his ads anymore. And Cheezer, when you'd be doing your set, if you said something that triggered a memory in him, he would come up on stage and steal the microphone from you and be like, you're talking about Howie Mandel. Fuck Howie Mandel. Yeah. He hit on my wife one time so on a Southwest fun. flight. <laughs> wow. That's it was just so great. pure chaos. There's like so uh, many nights way. I've like eaten peppers that were grown in that parking lot like spicy habaneros that were grown in a parking lot so that i could get a free picture <laughs> yes. of Coors light like it was that kind of place yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. true true beautiful comedy chaos yeah like, you know just like when a place that like a bunch of like weird misfits get together and can laugh it's just like that's comedy at its best I think. well yeah i mean that's really <laughs> what comedy is about and and that's kind of what mm-hmm. all this sort of scenes have come out of and um you know i i love that like to me it's really special yeah, hundred percent. Yeah. Um, okay, Margaret. Um, where do you see yourself in five years? <laughs> um, I don't know. Like, I hope I have. I don't have to go to physical therapy. 
I, I'm like really trying to, to fair, I'm trying to fair. eat a lot of like bone meal and calcium, you know, so I don't have mm-hmm. to have, because I have some bone issues. Mm. I'm definitely trying to prep myself, my body. I'm like, okay, it's going to get start get hurting. Let's like try to prepare. You're like mummifying yourself for all these. <laughs> I, it's, a, it's just very, like, I really want something because I, it, you know, I'm like, does Harry Bow make a probiotic? Because I really need to go like gummy. If they, if it's like gummy supplements, then I'm down. <laughs> oh yeah, that's the only thing that will get me to like actually eat a vitamin is if it's in gummy. Is form, it me sure. or, or the form. gummy revolution came after the weed gummies? Like they did weed gummies first, right? And then they're like, oh, you guys like gummies? Yeah. I there were vitamin gummies before, but I don't know if it was as big. It's become quite widespread. Yeah. <laughs> It's very. Well, I think it's like, I think it's like as millennials are aging and we refuse to grow up in certain ways. It's like, no, give them gummy vitamins. Their knees are starting to hurt. Jesus Christ, get them to. But yeah, why is Haribo specifically not making vitamins? Not doing what we want. Like that's who we we trust you to make our gummies. Why aren't you getting in the game here for joint health? Hey, Mr. Haribo, if you're listening, we've got a pitch for you. Peach gummy. Those uh, little bears pulse. on the thing, you know, like they need to be able to do that. that little <laughs> the Grateful dance. Dead bears? <laughs> yeah, is that pretty much, that's pretty much what's on the Haribo yeah. package, I think. Or am I like making something? <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. I'm combining two worlds. They're all and good that's bears. Okay. <laughs> um, we have to take another quick break. We'll be back in a second. Bear beat. those headshots that was a composite of them doing laundry and then playing a baseball <laughs> game and then like oh yeah you know like you know business lady like those weird like career totally. composites <laughs> those really yes. had a moment like, like as if there's no other way you could picture this person as a nurse <laughs> yeah. there's always an always an alleyway shot too oh, yeah. of some like with a soccer ball or something you're like why is this in an alleyway it's so yeah. weird like a bomber jacket and no shirt it's so weird <laughs> i used to live by a very popular headshot place where like or like tunnel where photographers would take their people and it was consistently heartbreaking i don't know there's something so sad about seeing someone get their headshot in a tunnel yeah <laughs> driving by a headshot session. A headshot yeah a headshot photo session just to see it from the side is really mm, mm, because i think down. it's because it no matter who the person is they're taking pictures of they just look like they literally they're like that cartoon of someone who just got off yes. a bus with like a it can suitcase be Brad yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah 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 you can feel the hope and positivity and optimism coming off of it and it's like <laughs> i know <sighs> Yeah, <laughs> it's just very like they always it's like always a girl with like some kind of weird fashion Nova outfit with like big bell sleeves Yeah, <laughs> and like like a crop top with bell sleeves. It's like what that is just so optimistic. Yeah, yeah. We already made Felicity. It's not going to happen again. I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> it's just so very like, um, I don't know. I, I, I guess I never had those aspirations to be like pretty you know I never thought mm. that like when I was like in comedy I was like well it doesn't matter you know what I, I yeah. look like I don't have to like be like hot and that was sort of mm-hmm. a relief although later then when you get to try to do like television stuff it's like then it becomes like oh I have to be hot oh fuck I know it fucking sucks because I have yeah. a hot sister thank god so she like tells me how to be hot 
But like, it's like, yeah, exactly. Like I was a writer for a reason, but then shit will come up and I'm like, oh, nobody told me I had to like put a weave in or get that put there. Like I, you need someone to tell you because you don't have the yeah. training. Like people who've been hot their whole lives, like they have training. Yeah. Yeah. They have training. Yeah, I, I, I kept thinking I was going to like teach myself how to do like hot person makeup over quarantine. And it's just like, it's never going to happen. <laughs> I can't. I can put on like barely put on an eyeliner and that's it. Yeah. That's enough. That's enough. <laughs> yeah. I guess. But we do have to be. I mean, I would like to pretend that I feel, don't feel like I need to be. But that's just not the reality at all but it's like what i notice is that people are really suspicious of like quote-unquote hot women doing comedy and it's not it doesn't really Mm -hmm. have much to do with what you look like it's just like how you present like if you're too dressed Mm -hmm. up or have a heel on or like are like just sexy people get you can feel like the lurch yep of like people just going that's this is not gonna be good and it's really unfair but that's but just there. misogyny in our society. Yeah, yeah, but it's there. Yeah, I mean, I remember when I started doing stand-up in, like, almost a conscious way. I was like, okay, I'll just dress like Sarah Silverman. She wears a hoodie yeah. and jeans. Seems to be a good uniform. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah but she yeah, was yeah. so yeah. pretty. When she was, like, when I first saw her, she was, like, 19, and she had um, bell bottoms, but not in, like, a bell sleeve way. It was, like, bell bottoms mm-hmm. and, you know, like, some vintage shirt, and she was, like, just beautiful, you know? And I think that audiences were like pissed well like, i wonder if that's why she dressed like, but she dressed like a tomboy and so i wonder funny. if that's why yeah. yeah well yeah yeah she's mm-hmm. so funny though that i think it's like but she had to blunt that appearance right. with the tomboy mm-hmm. attitude which i think it, yeah. it, of course it, everybody loves loves that but it, it's really it was hard when people didn't know you know yeah i feel like it's it's different now where people like definitely dress up more on stage and like you know there's hot ladies all over the place doing comedy and like not and like flaunting it so it's nice but there's still that like you're right there's still that like inner thing that people go like oh well you're attractive like you know you're not gonna make me laugh it's yeah such a i'm weird... not i'm not here to hear your opinion i'm just want to look at you and put, put whatever i think i'm supposed to put on you on i mean you yeah luckily yeah, the thing annoying. is people are gonna be assholes no matter what so yeah. it doesn't really matter <laughs> yeah fuck them either way yeah. I, mean, I guess i also don't like when hot guys are funny no. i never think hot guys are funny i'm like Oh, God. Yeah, to a certain extent, I think it is like a, you know, it might just be a hot people thing. I mean, it's definitely more yeah. of an issue with women for sure, but I do think it's like a generalized hot people thing. Yeah. Like yeah. you can become hot by being funny, but we don't want you to like be hot and then be funny. Yeah. Because then it's weird. Yeah. And it's like, what? Yeah, it's like, go do hot people shit. Get away from here. Yeah. Yeah, it's like, you haven't suffered. You have, it's not, you didn't work. You were handed everything because you're beautiful, which is, you know, not necessarily true, but it does kind of, like, I don't want to hear how hard your life is. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, and then it sucks if they're really good at calling that part out and you're like, no, that's yeah. supposed to get that. Oh, a talented hot We're person, go fuck yourself. I know, go, fuck you, fuck you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um we're we didn't officially come back but whatever yeah, we're let's back. do it let's do a lady problem all right if you have lady problems you can send them to us at lady to lady comedy at gmail.com or call us in at three two three six but 30 hit it babs That's the song. Solid. Okay. 
This one is a voicemail, so here we go. Hi, lady to lady ladies. Um, so I have a question. I feel like I already kind of, I don't know if I know the answer. I feel like I know what my gut tells me, but I don't know if I want to go with my gut. Um, so I was invited to my ex, my ex's sister's wedding. And like, we're still friends and I'm still friends with the family and they really like me and I like them too. And you know, I kind of want to go to this wedding, but it's going to be awkward because my ex will be there. And also, so will his girlfriend and so will our kids, which the kids, that's cool. They'll be like into it that I'm there. And I don't know. Like, okay, so part of me wants to go to this wedding because I feel like, I like that it's awkward for him. Like, I like the cringiness because I can just be like, what? See how your family still likes me? It's because I'm not a dick. Um, <laughs> but also, it's like, do I really need, do I need to prove that? Like, I know I'm not a dick. Do I need to go to this wedding if it's for proving that? Probably shouldn't, right? Or do I as a supportive ex-sister-in-law? I don't know. Anyway, uh, that's, that's my question. I feel like there's probably more that I could go into about the family dynamics, but I'm not gonna. But can't stand the ex. Do love his family. All right. <laughs> Thanks. There it is. So ex going to the sis, ex's sister's wedding that the ex and his girlfriend are at. Yeah. And their kids Obviously. are. They have, they have kids, kids together. Okay. So it's that kind of ex. Um, I'm I'm going to say don't go because it's like when you talk about like ah kind of wanted to rub it in his face a little bit this wedding is not another night about either of you it's about the sister and her husband getting married so like if there's a possibility that there could be some sort of an issue here like or there's any potential drama between the two of you just remove that possibility because it's unfair to the sister and her uh husband to be I think mm-hmm. yeah I think that yeah I mean if she had given more reasons of like if it if the top of it was more like we're so close like me and this girl like honestly even though we broke up she you know like I feel like I need to be there and like that was the reason she was torn because it was like I feel like I need to be there but the fact that she led with like the awkwardness thing yeah I think I agree just don't go I mean I hate weddings I I hate with the net bag <laughs> with those weird like Jordan almonds which are not chocolate they're not it's like what is that what the fuck is that it's just a break chalky shit it's like a it's like a jawbreaker with a nut inside like it's a horrible candy it's in like a weird unsanitary like tool mesh bag that i'm supposed to keep this what the fucking i hate weddings and then also you're like there with all these people that I, I, and nobody has a good time, including the bride and the groom. Everybody hates weddings. Everybody is having a bad time. <laughs> it's horrible food. It's horrible music. Margaret Cho does not express all of the opinions I mean, of lady to lady. I know. I just, I've had quite enough. I've had weddings. Had I've quite had enough. I've had quite enough of them, and I don't ever want to have another one. And I'm like, I don't want to go to any of them. Totally fair. Yeah, I mean, I see that, but like, I got to say, like, in in behalf of weddings like what's not to love like you get to dress up you get free food and alcohol you get to dance you get to like make an ass of yourself and you kind of get a free pass 
<laughs> yeah, I feel like, and you're also, you know, as, as people who've been devoid of gossip for yes. a year, you get to provide Weddings gossip, are for, gossip or, or you get mills. to see it, you know, happen, and that'll keep everyone running for quite mm-hmm. a while. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I think, I don't know, I think if you decide to go, it depends, obviously, on the size of the wedding. If it's a big wedding, I think she can pretty much avoid the ex for, you know. Yeah. Decently. It's like, I, I don't think it's... I've definitely been to plenty of weddings where... Not where I had a... Well, I know I've been at weddings where there are exes and they're, you know, and you just kind of avoid them. It's like not that hard to not talk to someone. Yeah, it's like easy to avoid. It's just like the whole like, uh, I need to prove that I'm not a dick thing where I'm like, don't, that's not, that has nothing to do with mm-hmm. this day at all. You're, yeah, you're just gonna yeah. have to be okay with, know- with knowing that. Like, yeah. we all know that. We're better than our exes. We won. Every single person yeah, listening lost. to this is better than their exes. i guarantee it absolutely (laughs) yeah so yeah i i agree if that's your main motivation it's probably not a great a great reason to go and if it's just going to cause you stress and stuff too then yeah and then i mean you got to bring a super hot date to that obviously and that's its own thing you know yeah exactly i say you gotta play that card also i will say like it's expensive to go to a wedding take that money and do something different and fun Mm mm-hmm yeah, if you're still like super homies with the, the your ex sister in law, like maybe like you know whenever she gets back from her honeymoon and everything, and you're allowed to go be with people again, like go you know do something fun to celebrate with her. Be like, oh, I couldn't make it to the wedding, but I want to throw you a nice brunch oh, or something. Yeah, that's nice. Um, that's nice. Yeah, yeah. Make that up afterwards. Um, yeah, or like I don't know where it is, but like I know you have like kids to this guy too. But like maybe like if it's like a weekend, like I don't know, you take the kids out the next day or do something cool with them, so they feel like they've got like a whole weekend with their parents or something. I don't know. What I mean, hell, if he's ta- he's taking the kids to the wedding, so that signals to me you have a that's weekend away I'm from saying. the kids. So oh, I would take yeah. that's true. Advantage that is of that. true. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Go have an. Oh my god! Can you guys just <laughs> imagine like the wedding? We're about to get into like a wedding crunch. By the way. Because, like, we're about to have a whole year of backed-up weddings in the Ooh, same boy. year yeah. as the normal weddings. Yeah, I've started getting, like, the re- redate uh, Save the redate. <laughs> announcements. <laughs> Luckily, yeah. I know enough people whose, yeah, relationships didn't last through quarantine that Thank I'm God. not worried about a ton of weddings happening. <laughs> <laughs> so I think we're okay. Yeah. Yeah, we'll see. But yeah, do that. Wear a pretty, you know what? Wear a nice dress, hang out at home, drink a glass of wine by yourself. You know, or if you're on a date or go out or do something else, I think that'd be more fun. Well, that's, uh, yeah, good luck. And yeah, I mean, I was going to say, let us know how it goes. But if you take our advice, you won't be going. So let us know how, how your, your wonderful weekend, child-free weekend goes. <laughs> yeah, let us know what you end up watching and chilling and doing whatever. And, and yeah, spend that money on something more fun. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Definitely other yeah. ways to do it. Yeah. Well, thank you, Margaret. That's the... That's the show. Thank you, guys. I was in a, such a bad mood today, and this totally made me feel so much See? better. So. Thank you. So fun. I'm li- li- enjoying you on Exactly Right. Aw, thank you. Aww, thank this you. is really perfect. I mean, she's uh, Karen's really, um, she would perform with me all the time at the Holy City Zoo. Mm-hmm. And so, um, really? Yeah, she's yeah big, you guys came did up you, So you yours. started in San Francisco. When did you move to LA? In 1991. Okay, Janine Grafel-Forstestal like, moved to LA. That's adorable. I mean, she was like, really? She was like, what, "What the fuck are you gonna do? What the fuck are you gonna do?" And like, I, I taught her how to smoke cigarettes. That's how long we know each other. So, <laughs> it's like, yeah, what the fuck are you gonna do? Wow, that's an incredible Janine impression. <laughs> she was just so like mag magnetic, and we just all wanted to be her. And then all her and Laura Keitlinger wanted to be them mm. so bad. 
Yeah, so, who still uh, doesn't want to be both and, of them? Yeah, I still mm-hmm. want to be both of them. And me and so Karen Kagarf came to LA uh, by way of Janine, and then Janine and Kathy Griffin would do this show on uh, uh, at this cafe called the, the it was a bookstore called Big and Tall Books, and there was a cafe upstairs, and they would do these like open mics there. So oh, what a dream team! God, I love them both. Yeah, that's amazing. That's such an incredible like as a comedy nerd such like an amazing time of of comedy in LA and I'm just like oh I'm so like jealous that I wasn't there for it but like so grateful to be able to you know talk to you and it's other great people over there. I mean it was it's great now it's actually way better now because it's like there's just so many more ways that you can get on stage and you don't mm-hmm. have to like I remember like being around all the guys they're all like super famous now and feeling really like scared because I wasn't I was too shy to talk and they're all like their thoughts are so important in their notebooks and we're like meeting at midnight to get together and write every night. And, you know, and they're all like riffing and I was just so intimidated, you know, yeah. the riff and can be very intimidating. I was really scared because it's like it was me and Janine were like the only women. And she was like, they were all working on uh, the Ben Stiller show. And um, so they were like all like writing and like, drinking coffee at like midnight and I'm like I can't have any coffee I'll be up for three days like I was just so like freaking out I was so scared because it was like you know to have a seat at the table seemed really like intimidating you know and not Mm -hmm. and then so I feel like now it's better because now we have more ways to get on stage as women like we have more outlets we have more places that you know back then it was just impossible um I think even like they had to create another comp. They had to create the belly room for women comedians mm-hmm. at, at the comedy store because they just wouldn't mm-hmm. allow women on stage really. So it's like a very, it's just a much better time, but yeah, it, it's kind sure. of funny um, just to think about like who, who ended up surviving, who stayed, who left. You know, people you thought were going to be huge stars, just they're babysitting. Yeah. You know, who do you think had the most like surprising career of who you came up with? Oh, probably Will Ferrell. Because oh. I remember Will Ferrell, oh. you never saw his face, and he was part of this um, dance troupe called Simpatico, and they would wear um, red and yellow and green unitards that covered their face, so they would be very COVID compliant. <laughs> and they would dance in these very intricate um, choreographies that were really funny, but it was also moonshots. It was really beautiful mm. and really weird. And, um, but you never saw him. Yeah. So Whoa. you were kind of like, this is fucking. And then uh, later I realized, oh, it's Will <laughs> That's so funny because now I think I know what every inch of his body looks like. We know everything. <laughs> um, just over the years. <laughs> Mark Ruffalo used to work at the uh, antique store and then he would bartend at night. And so he uh, came over. I bought a bed at his store and he came over and put it together. And it's like one of these Chinese beds that are really intricate. And it's like mm-hmm. really He's the only person that knows how to put it together. It's like a puzzle. And there's no nails. It's just puzzle pieces. It's like a 150-year-old bed. And uh, Mm -hmm. so he came over and put it together. And then when I moved, he was so famous, I couldn't get him to come over and put the bed in the truck. So I was like, (laughs) should I call his agent? And then I uh, ran into him at something. And he goes, well, you know, if you pay my day rate for after and sag, I can come out for like, and I'm like, oh, I guess that would be like, what, about the $500 at the time? I guess that. Okay. Oh my out. god. <laughs> That's he was, a good line. Just so famous. Um 
But the, there's I like, that you know, so many famous not. people that you're like, oh, my God, you were like, you're like, even I mean, it's it, it still it's continues to happen. Like, it's just people that um, you see or and then your relationship hasn't changed, but the relationship they have with the world has totally changed. And I think that's really great. That is yeah. cool. Yeah. And then I think that's why these like long standing relationships are so important is because like it doesn't it's not so overwhelming. It's more just like. It's always just been you and your crew, I bet. Like, yeah, yeah. that's that's really um, beautiful. I mean, what the danger is, is like what I regret is like fucking so many comics because you never stop seeing them because nobody right. like, you know, usually sometimes people leave but uh, and become babysitters. But other times they like <laughs> stick around and then you'll never stop seeing them. I mean, but they and tell you really that like as a girl. They're like, don't fuck the comics. Don't fuck the comics. But it's also like, oh, who else are you going to fuck? I mean, get real. Like, I know who else you can fuck. Like, but at the same time, it's like, oh god. Oh, I know. Then it's like, yeah. Oh god, because it's like <laughs> they're hot right now, but in like fifteen, twenty years, you're gonna be like, I'm so embarrassed. I yeah. can die. Like, it's because you just you're you're sort of stuck with them. It's like probably being like in Mickey Mouse Club. Like, I bet they're all kind of embarrassed. <laughs> you know, <laughs> you're kind of embarrassed. Like, you can't. You, you just sort of can't get rid of the association. If you're like in High School Musical four or whatever, how many times? You know, you can't get rid of yeah, yeah. your association with that person, even though it's like you have all these things have happened. Totally. So mm-hmm. that's. I mean, yeah. There's nothing. It's hard. Knowing someone's seen you in a certain in a certain way, seeing you naked, you know, <laughs> is like, OK, that's a very specific thing I have with that person. And I'm going to see them. Yeah. You like, know, oh, I suck I'm very the, old. Suck the dick on that billboard. Great. Glad it's so big. It wasn't that big when I saw it. When I saw it. But now it's huge. It's like that's not accurate. <laughs> yeah. The billboards, the billboards are a hilarious moment, I think, for everyone in Los Angeles. And we all have had that billboard moment. And it's yeah. so great. No right of passage. It's super gross. It's like, oh god. <laughs> it's so embarrassing, and it's just, but it's it's only embarrassing to you. Totally, for sure. You know, doesn't. Yeah, yeah. Else Luckily, a lot of my hookups aren't doing comedy anymore, so I feel like I really drove them out. Of well the played. Scene. That's the yeah. best way. That's the best way. You know, mm-hmm. um, but sometimes they're just they stick around and they don't go away, and then it's like you just have to make peace with. The fact that we just kind of what it's the good the good part of comedy is the longevity. So if you're here, you're, you're likely to be here for your whole life, which I really I, I'm grateful for yeah. that. I think that's wonderful. I think other parts of entertainment are so transitory and it's very hard for people to survive it. But comedians continue to get better as they get older. Um, mm-hmm. And that's that's really great, especially for women, because we get tossed away uh, as actresses mm-hmm. very early on or in music, music very early on get tossed away. So, yeah, it's but, kind of interesting. Yeah, I um, this book I'm listening to is talking about like how we learn things. And like usually what happens is you have this initial phase where you're like just learning it. So you're very cognitive about it and you're trying to figure out what to do. But then you reach a place where most people plateau in most skills, because once your brain realizes like I'm good enough at this. It just enters this mm-hmm. like autopilot mode. And so a lot of people plateaus in most skills. But the exception is if you're in a situation where you're getting constant feedback. And in mm. that situation, you remain in this beginner phase because your brain never like clicks into that mm. autopilot mode. And those people keep oh. getting better at things. And so surgeons are like that. They get automatic feedback about like how they're doing. Yeah. And I was like, oh, comedians, too. Totally. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Us and surgeons. So we're like surgeons. We're a lot like uh, surgeons. Heroes. Mm-hmm. No, I agree. <laughs> I think you're right. I think it's totally that. But And mm-hmm. we get the worst feedback, too. I mean, our feedback is really immediate 
and intense. That's why I think that actually when we come out of this, we're all going to be really good, better. Every, every comic's going to be a better comic. Yeah, I, I, that's what I love about, like, even though this has been, you know, an incredibly hard year, obviously, for everybody, um, and not doing comedy live has sucked. I It's like, I feel glad that I've been doing it over a decade because I'm just like, well, I know it's still going to be there. Because right. like you said, it's lifelong. So it's like, okay, it's not going anywhere. Like, I just got to yeah. white knuckle it through We're this. We're all like athletes yeah. with yeah. like a sprained ankle right now. Or ACLU or something. Right. <laughs> ACLU, ACL. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Or ACL. Yeah. Like, donate to the ACLU. Donate, of course. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Margaret, where can everybody find you online? They can find me um, margaretcho.com, at Margaret Cho on Twitter, and Margaret underscore Cho on Instagram, where so you can see photographs of my pets. Yes. Oh, beautiful <laughs> yes. babies. Yes. The babies. <laughs> my animals. Oh, I love it. <laughs> Thanks. And for everybody with Stitcher Premium or part of our Patreon, we'll be doing our Beef of the Week. If you want to check that out, it's a little bonus segment we do every Friday. So go check those out if you don't know what they are. And thank you so much, Margaret. It's great to hang out with you. Thank you. And we'll see you guys next Bye. time. Bye-bye. Three, two, three, six, but 30. It's six, but 30 somewhere. Hi, ladies. Hi, everyone. My name is Lexi. I'm from Oklahoma. I just wanted to call in because... Um, several episodes ago, you asked if anyone shaves their head during quarantine. Um, I actually shaved my head in March, so right before quarantine started. Um, yes, the wind feels good on a bald head. Wearing a hood on a windy day also feels really nice on a bald head. It's nice and comforting. Um, so I shaved my head in March, so I'm coming up on almost a year now. And my hair is a pretty cute length. I think it grows out pretty nicely. I have curly hair, so I didn't have much of an awkward stage. So if that gives anybody any kind of insight, if anyone's considering shaving their head, I think they should do it because it grows back anyway. Um, And since I shaved my head, my life's been going really well. Um, My mental health is under control. In a way, it's never been before. Um, my professional life is going great. Um, yeah, I think everybody should shave their heads if they want to. Anyway, I love you. Bye. Oh, you can use she, her, or they, them pronouns. Okay, bye. Hey, lady to lady. So I just listened to an episode from a few weeks ago, but you guys were talking about if teenagers cheat on tests. And so I just wanted to confirm that at the beginning of quarantine, I got in the habit of just, like, being able to look up the answer to everything, and now I can't stop. So, just confirming that, yes, it is an issue. Okay, I hope you guys have a great day. I really enjoy your podcast. Bye.